Welcome to the Sanctuary Nymphs. We hope you found your courage to bloom by reflecting on our questions from the first episode, Courage to Bloom. I also took time to reflect and, whoa, every season was, I mean, as a water sign, all that fiery and feisty energy of Aries was so fucking intense. Yeah. (laughs) However, having in mind to calling in Persephone and taking in ownership, I really found myself channeling the tower. As mentioned during our first episode, this card represents chaos, sudden change, but also awakening. It represents a solid tower, but built on unstable foundations. And for me, this last season felt like I had to take more ownership in the deconstruction of my old self. Mm -hmm. Usually there are external factors that ultimately leave you with no choice but to deal with sudden change. (laughs) And this is exactly where I went from passive to assertive, actually. I I love to hear that. I love that. I finally realized that I have the power to deconstruct whatever no longer serves me. Mm. It sounds so obvious, yet I never fully comprehended it, I guess, that I get to choose how I want to live my life. Yes. That I have the ability to deconstruct and thus rebuild the best life ever. Yes. (laughs) By simply doing two things. like, Or I can make the environment work for me. Or I can find another environment to work in. (laughs) Ah, yes. Aries season was more of that for me with a little bit of Aries impulse added in as I changed careers altogether. (laughs) Deciding to just jump and let the universe catch me. I feel like that's such an Aries thing to do. You know, act first and ask questions later. However, I feel in a lot of ways, for me, I was really calling on the Persephone energy to take my life from being passive, doing what is safe, to being more assertive by doing what I love and finding my own way. However, just like you said, Rochella, I have the power to deconstruct what no longer serves me, and this new path I'm on really is me releasing what hasn't served my soul for a long time and going towards my heart's desire. Oh my God, yes. It just sounds that you were able to find another environment to work in. And I was eventually able to make the environment work for me. Mm. Realizing that, of course, the privilege that comes with it because we have the ability to make such a decision. Absolutely. Not only at work or perhaps in our relationships, but wherever I felt dissatisfied about a certain dynamic going on, I reminded myself that I can either complain about it Or I can consciously and assertively change this by changing my part in the dynamic. While usually I was always so afraid to hurt other people when changing my part, because it's a true trauma response of people pleasing and fawning. (laughs) Basically, it just comes down to this. Like, instead of fearing and anxiously awaiting the chaos of the tower, I ignited my own deconstruction, which cleared up so much new space for me to you know help my new and authentic self to bloom ah girl yes i mean so much the same for me too y'all don't know but y'all will know now rochella and i are always riding the same wave it's so wild but truly we always are (laughs) um there was 
the same tower moment for me too. When I made my decision clearly and set my intentions, I realized that in actuality, what I was doing was breaking down everything I've known and now starting from the ground up to re reconstruct my dream life. It was also such a throat punch to really trust myself, like now or never, which damn it, if airy season doesn't help you to get to know yourself and make decisions for the person who deserves all the love yourself, then I don't know what season will give you that kind of confidence. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> here, here, Steph. Breaking down everything we know also means the deconstruction and releasing all of the doubts we have towards trusting our own inner teacher. Yes. And as a result, I had to put my money where my mouth is by actually starting to start investing in myself. I'm doing this podcast, offering my readings. If I wanted to fully trust my inner teacher, I had to overcome this fear of being seen. Especially this last new moon in Aries served as a permission slip to allow myself to be seen, not only to be visible and becoming a target of for hate and criticism, but to actually be seen in all of my full glory. Yes. To have courage to show up and letting ourselves be seen and to actually enjoy it for once. And I think this also relates to our last question of the first episode. What is it that gives us authentic pleasure before the world told us what to enjoy? And I discovered that I experience the most pleasure whenever, <laughs> I know, I know, but whenever I am myself, you know? <laughs> Amen, sister. Like, I love the way you say that, you know, to actually be seen in your full glory and enjoy it. You know, this that is the magic of airy season, in my opinion. It's taking it from knowing your heart to know what brings you pleasure now as we roll into Taurus season. And for me, you know, reflecting on finding pleasure, it was really about the numerology of the five that we spoke about in the first episode. That pleasure was really experiencing is where do I find freedom or where do I need more freedom? And now that I'm a new mama and have a child, my time and how I spend it is what really brings me pleasure. I'm so happy for you that you found, you know, your pleasure and freedom and because it takes so much courage, it takes, you know, a lot of guts and hard work to discover who you truly are. So much work. <laughs> and even if you finally did discover who you are, it might already have changed because you change. Yeah. And what really helped me um, in determining what whatever gives me authentic pleasure is just checking whatever gives me energy, like instead of what what depletes me. Yes. So, Steph, like to be honest, like all of our conversation always like energized me a lot. And because pleasure just provides energy, happiness provides energy and motivation. It sounds so corny, but if it doesn't motivate you, it probably doesn't give you authentic pleasure. Like speaking of pleasure, hello, Taurus season. Yes. Oh my gosh. That happiness provides energy and motivation. Let's, let's hold that for a second because let's start talking about pleasure first. A quick trigger warning, y'all. Taurus season always makes me super lazy and I'm not trying to call out Tauruses or anything, but sincerely, I've taken note of Taurus season for years now and I always fall into the cycle of wanting to relax and really becoming immovable in the sense that I don't move. <laughs> 
But to be honest, this is not how I really see Taurus dominant people. Sometimes, yes, not always. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, there's a necessary energy as Venus who rules Taurus takes over and she gives us permission to be a lot less go, 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 go after standing within our Mars energy during Aries season since Mars rules Aries. And during Taurus season, we kind of roll with this, let me just enjoy my life and relish in all that I hold valuable attitude. Yes. And when we look at Taurus being the first earth sign, we put we put in claim to what our values are. Exactly. And values can be perceived as anything in the material realm, which I think is very commonly found here in Taurus season, like money, right? Or, um, hello, Celine and Tom Ford. <laughs> Rochelle knows I'm a designer witch. <laughs> uh, but then it's also so much deeper than that. It's where we move into more of a heart space where we decide what foods we like and dislike. We see the comforts we hold dear. We get to love on our family more that, you know, family being the one you're born into or the one you choose. And we seek the happiest things in our life. And it's also where we learn our first boundaries. And we're really welcome to say no to what doesn't bring us happiness. And then really stand in what does. And to take a cool dip in the waters of ourselves and put in, to put it in sultry sanctuary terms, this is the season of physical pleasure with the influence of Venus. This isn't Venus in her humanly physical form like she appears in Libra season. This is Venus embodied by nature, delicious food, orgasms, and heart-centered experiences. We call upon Venus to show us beauty, glamour, romance, love, attraction, and lust, plus just anything that pleases our eyes, which can then be translated into anything aesthetically pleasing, nurturing our creative bodies. Absolutely. And as we wanted to each pull a card for Taurus season, when I was asking spirit for insight and wisdom for the collective during the season of the bull, the five of pentacles in reverse was the card I drew. And I was extremely excited for this card, I have to say, because, you know, personally, I'm having a true full moment, uh, you know, that's in tarot where I'm jumping off the cliff and trusting in the unknown to catch me. But this card is also a big reminder for everyone that we are abundant. We are moving towards a very stable reality, especially in the areas of material stability. This to me is also a card that's like stay in your heart, stay in your gratitude. And with the emotions, we are calling in a new source of income, you know, people out there, you may be seeing a promotion. And also this is a time too. this card reminds us to potentially get out of debt or start getting serious about getting out of debt. Oh, please do elaborate on this. So I really feel like this coincides heavily with the Taurus energy in general, as Taurus is the first earth sign, as we said, and earth sign relates to pentacles, and it also relates to material, the, the material realm, excuse me. But also I really love this card for us because it's one that speaks to being grateful for what we have and remembering that it's not always financial abundance that makes us happy. While financial abundance can provide some really beautiful moments for us, I'm sure everyone can agree, <laughs> the Five of Pentacles in reverse is a card that speaks to money not equating happiness. I mean, even those designer moments are really just dopamine hits within our brain that create a spark of happiness, but that's not actually the infinite spirit of joy that is our natural being. 
It's about the remembrance of what we value, which is really what tourist season is. Mm-hmm. However, it's wonderful to see this card show up because I believe a lot of us do think if we feel safe financially, no matter what finite amount that means for the individual, when we feel monetarily stable, we are then able to live within our values or desires more and then show up for ourselves and others more easily. But actually, that's not true. That's simply societal programming where we're put to work and told to hustle harder than ever before, before we can experience happiness or experience ourselves. I mean, especially here in America. I don't know about in the Netherlands, but when we shed that feeling that we can't be happy until we're financially abundant, and y'all, I'm saying this, I'm a Capricorn moon. We emotionally thrive on feeling stable, especially when it's financial stability. So I'm wildly guilty of this myself, but when we shed that feeling that the stability of financial abundance will provide more time or more space for us to be happy, well, then we actually find happiness more easily. Oh, wow, Steph. I just feel that this resonates on so many levels and it makes me think of how our society is built, you know, that we find it normal. We don't like our jobs, for example. Exactly right. We just stay, even though we, we're not happy and we don't like it. But of course, you know, we're not saying, go oh, quit your job right now, or you don't need money to make it. Because in today's world, that's not true. We must eat to survive and we need to feel safe. Um, that is a very important thing for us to thrive, right? But there's just so much more than that process that money equates happiness you know also in the monday mystic deck by grace duong which is the deck i use to uh, pull this card the image is a woman with a veil around her head and to me this is this is a very intuitive like feeling symbol rather than just speaking to the material and physical so you know this speaks to Taurus season really being about the heart and understanding our own worth and value for simply being here on earth having a human experience i also see it as this intuitive guidance that leads us to the physicality of the material realm and my guides are really communicating that there is work to be done within ourselves to understand what our heart holds as valuable oh yes this may mean looking at what we already have so that we may call in bigger abundance <laughs> i mean to sum it up really the reversed five of pence is a reminder that while financial stability is safer and stable in today's society where we put so much worth on net value and annual incomes not to mention you know an entire system that's literally keeping other people down both spiritually and physically at the end of the day you must know your heart and know yourself and we must all release our scarcity mindsets and live more within our pleasure to ensure that happiness is always achieved no matter what. Because even with oppression that many others face and are facing right now, there is something that no one can give you or take away from you in a sense. And that is the value of your joy. So with all this said, I want everyone who feels like they're put down or are being put down and put through the ringer, you know, 
ask yourselves, how can you give gratitude? If, if it's hard, please give gratitude for your life and for your experience here, helping to evolve the collective for being human. You are seen, you're beautiful, and we hope to see the population shift in this awareness to provide more for those who have been oppressed so that we can build each other up more fully with love. <laughs> see, you know, all these kinds of values are very true to Taurus season. It's not just the material we value. It's so much more. It's really what the heart knows is true within the purest consciousness of love. Wow, Steph, thank you so much for sharing this already. I just, whew, I just love how you emphasize that by building each other up, the collective can evolve to a collective where people can carry out their true values by embodying it you know whether it's through their friendships their jobs or other relationships instead of chasing this almost myth of stability which is actually insatiable mm -hmm. and i really hear that stability is just such a perceived notion it has a different definition for everyone and when i pulled a card for taurus season i actually pulled a marker card that i pulled was well <laughs> the perception card <laughs> of course <laughs> And this card really requires you to contemplate on how you look at the world. And I, and I know I'm incredibly biased because I'm doing this podcast with you. But when I received this card, I, I just immediately felt such a connection with Taurus season. This is because Taurus usually gets associated with stubbornness because they are practical and reliable and they have trouble accepting new ideas or, you know, trouble with adjusting to new situations. And this perception card questions you to check through, through which eyes do you see? Do you see the world through prejudice or judgment? Or are you viewing your present circumstances by projecting your past? Wow, those are amazing questions for introspection. <laughs> and this card invites us all to slow down, to observe from all angles, and to call in objectivity and a willingness to examine your life and others through a neutral pair of eyes. You know, the reason why I feel this resonates with Taurus season so much is because it's all about beautifying your life, as you already mentioned, of course. And sometimes beautifying your life can also be done by simply changing the way we relate to it as perception is everything, mm -hmm. you know, within us, if we, if the awareness is transcending our ego sense of self, and if we rise above it, if we see through our soul, we find out, we find out that things aren't always what they appear to be. And unknowingly, we can be looking through the lens of trauma and other, you know, often unhealthy coping mechanisms without even realizing it. Yeah. And perception just reminds us that sometimes all we need to do is just sit back and relax and just put on another pair of glasses. And then what is in front of us might already be magically transformed. Ah, Yowzer, yes. <laughs> And speaking of transformation, which brings us to the Scorpio full moon, where magic and transformation really center stage. While Taurus sees it is all about the pleasures of life, here with the light of the full moon in Scorpio, there is also a sense of sensuality and physical desire. 
for us for the opposition of the Scorpio moon and Taurus sun is very much one of body sovereignty this is the time for sex magic rituals in our opinion as a, as the full moon asked for release anyway but <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio moon is such a call to look into the occult but be careful because sex magic is extremely extremely powerful so make sure you really know what you want before you put the orgasmic energy towards it all it's just all we're saying 100% that's how my child was made <laughs> <laughs> no joke though yeah no joke and you know for others though when we speak to the occult this may be a call to listen more into your intuition and do some psychic development to exercise your clairs and for anyone who's really just starting their awakening or journey the clairs refer to the psychic senses which everyone can develop with time and effort you know we have clairvoyance meaning clair seeing clair audience meaning clair hearing clair sentience meaning clair feeling clair cognizance meaning clair knowing and then of course we have the other two senses that may resonate uniquely for some which is clairgustance meaning clair tasting and clair aliens meaning clair smelling i said clair smelling clair smelling <laughs> <laughs> but this is an auspicious time really to work on your six senses under the scorpio moon this is a great time to pull cards for yourself or read tea leaves or practice any type of divination And honestly, you're probably going to receive some pretty strong hits of intuition under this influence. Mm -hmm. The Scorpio full moon is really a nice energy to see where we can release what no longer serves us on a transformative level as well. So taking a moment to look back and see how far you've come and what little pieces in our life are kind of hanging on by a thread that really no longer propel us into the next evolution of ourselves. You know, it's a time to maybe think about where we're going as Scorpio is really like legacy energy. So where are we going towards that's big time and really much larger than maybe what we see on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, or what we really give ourselves credit to being able to achieve. Scorpio energy does not quit. So <laughs> under this time, you know, you are absolutely safe to dream a little bit bigger without worry, worry because Scorpio is going to make it happen. Oh, yes. <laughs> really. Like, I also really feel that the Scorpio moon is taking a look at deep emotions, you know, like we're cracking ourselves open and finding the vulnerability to open ourselves up. You know, where do we lack trust and where do we need to potentially let up on suppressed emotions to be able to live more authentically and in our complete truth? This is a time where we can really allow for ourselves to move through these deep and potentially quite passionate emotions, you know, no matter what end of the spectrum that passion falls on and either release it into it, build something with it, or ultimately transform through it. And for Scorpio being a feminine principle, and of course, y'all, we're not talking about gender here. We're really talking about passive versus active traits. That's yin and yang energy, you know, and Taurus season also being really a great time because it's a feminine principle, you know, to honor our divine feminine aspects because Taurus is ruled by Venus. The bull is also considered, you know, feminine. It felt so such like a great time to really connect and call on the deity Hathor. Oh, well, actually, Hathor is one of my favorite goddesses, and she was one of the most complex and 
great divine feminine goddesses in ancient Egypt. She was goddess of the sky, of women, and of fertility, as she was strongly associated with motherhood and love. Hathor means House of Horus, although it may not be her original name. You know, she has so many different names assigned to her, one of them being Lady of Turquoise, adorned with turquoise crystals that represent powerful protection, to other names such as the one who fills the sanctuary with joy, the mistress of the vagina. <laughs> her principal animal form was that of a cow, and the Greeks associated Hathor with Aphrodite, and thus the Roman equivalent, which is Venus. So it isn't completely a surprise when she really showed up for us during this tourist season. You know, she's Hawthor, the celestial cow whose legs form the pillars of the sky and the Milky Way ran across her belly. That's such a beautiful way to say it, Steph. Um, And next to being the goddess of the sky, of women and fertility, she was also the goddess of sex and joy and dance and music. And specifically, she was often seen as the personification of the joyful, life-affirming component of sexual intercourse. Mm. So basically, she was all about having sex for pleasure. (laughs) Hence, being the goddess of dance and music, as her rites and festives often included lots of dancing and and also drunkenness, actually. (laughs) But really, though, being a fierce protector of women, In the worship of Hawthorne, she was seen as the mother of all, which in the modern perception could be seen as a cult of tattooed prostitutes, you know, women who are still being seen as the outcasts of society. So now if you just take a step back and view these priestesses of Hawthorne, not only as like the temple whores, but actually as persons of legitimate power in their own right. And if we consider their sexuality as a manifestation of fertility, protecting women through the very dangerous process, process of childbirth, you know, like a process that requires both spiritual and medical assistance. The act of sex, pregnancy, and childbirth are three parts of an inseparable cycle. And the last part of the cycle, childbirth, was for ancient women a dance with death that quite often, you know, led them to the trip to the afterlife. The production of children is essential for the success of all cultures, and the priestesses of Hawthor may have been there to protect and assist women in their in you know this dangerous process. With their tattoos around their pelvic area, sensual, tantric dancing, high on incense, and who knows what else, <laughs> the priestesses of Hawthor embodied sexuality and sensuality, allowing us to enjoy and experience life through every single one of our bodily senses. Oh, I just got to tell you, like the first time I ever came in contact with her, with Hawthor, was when I was doing mirror work. So I started dancing in front of the mirror, you know, just a little bit of belly dancing. Mm. And I just felt myself become like so powerful. And honestly, I was feeling myself, not going to lie. And while doing this ritual and connecting with Hawthor, I just felt all of the shame surrounding my sensuality, you know, the shame surrounding my needs towards sensuality, just completely disappear. I do believe Hawthor is here to remind us that it's okay to receive. In fact, it is our fucking birthright as divine women to receive. Hawthor is a multifaceted goddess and she serves as a divine reminder 
to receive and to thus look at your self-esteem. Do you believe, do you genuinely feel that you are worthy to receive? And if not, Hawthorne is here to help you change those core beliefs in order to make you feel you are deserving. Uh, I just love that so much. Uh, I just love that so much. You know, connecting to Hawthorne is such a beautiful ritual to embrace yourself and see your whole self. You know, dim the lights, put on your favorite music, dance in front of a mirror. Mirror work is the perfect work with Hawthorne energy and completely aligns with Taurus season as mirror work allows you to see yourself intimately. While you look in the mirror, ask your reflection what is it that you truly value that's such a difficult question but i already look forward to go on that discovery same this is going to be my my scorpio full moon ritual (laughs) and as we mentioned you know in conjunction with the Taurus season and the scorpio moon there's a powerful need for body sovereignty a good way to reclaim this autonomy of your body is asking yourself where your emotions physically manifest whenever you feel a certain emotion coming up do you feel this within your stomach head or maybe you get like restless legs for me for instance anxiety presents itself in my solar plexus right above my belly and below the breasts and this into it can provide so much information for you to sit with and understand yourself more fully exactly like instead of rushing to solve or transmute our emotions just take some time to just sit with them honor your entire spectrum of being not just your love and light which brings us to our final question like where can you reflect more of what you like to receive for example if you want more love how can you give more love if you want more truth how can you be more truthful as it is our divine birthright to receive how can Hathor help you to change those core beliefs to make them reflect more of what you'd like to receive. Wow. You know, the season we're really reminded we are all whole as human beings. Oh, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. And so are you. And if you've made it this far, bravo. We love you. And, you know, if you really want to connect directly to us or share your reflections, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Rochelle Raquel and at Steph Prism. And this is also where you'll be able to find our tarot questions for the season. So really, we just want to give all our gratitude. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to our next episode, which falls on the full moon in Sagittarius on May 26, where we get curious about our curiosities, all things communication and hand jobs. <laughs> you definitely have to join us next episode as we elaborate on this. We want to thank you again for doing the work and helping to cultivate Heaven on Earth nymphs. Talk with you soon.